Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. Good morning, everyone. Jurassic Views, Bryce Diamond, post-game, morning devotions against the Houston Rockets. It is early morning, well, at least for me, early morning on a Thursday. I uh, am preparing to go to Michigan this weekend. Uh, was hoping to see the Detroit Pistons versus the Toronto Raptors. Unfortunately, uh, my good friend who moved back to Michigan, he's a Michigander, uh, he was a guest on the pod, Chad Cecil. Unfortunately, uh, he is not in Detroit as we first expected he would be. He's in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is exciting for his family to be back in their home state, be close to fam. Uh, but we will not be able to see the Detroit Pistons and the Toronto Raptors lock horns because it's about a two-hour drive to Detroit, and it's a Monday night game, so that would just kill him. He's got two young daughters. Just wasn't feasible. However, Chad and I are going to check out a G League game. Uh, Apparently, the... Denver Nuggets now have a G League team, and they are hosting the Cavs G League team, the Charge, the Cleveland Charge, but Denver has a G League team in Grand Rapids, Michigan, a bit odd, although Grand Rapids has grown quite a bit, I don't know how much Michigan (laughs) geography and demographics you know, but it has grown quite a bit over the last 10-15 years, and they've got about a million people in metropolitan Grand Rapids, and we're going to go check out a G League game, which should be a lot of fun. I'm definitely looking forward to the game, to hanging out with Chad, but that's not why you're here on the pod this morning. You want to hear about uh, my post-game or our post-game reaction to the game last night, where the Raptors hosted the Houston Rockets bottom feeders in the Western Conference, 2-9 and nine coming into this game. Uh, without Pascal, it shouldn't really matter. Everybody else, as far as we know, is healthy. It's early in the season, but there are some things to iron out. There are some wrinkles. Uh, there are some uh, glaring inconsistencies with this Raptors team and as we've seen with this Raptors team or really any team in the league anything is possible I mean last night Denver played Indiana and it went to the wire we saw Milwaukee play uh, without Giannis against Oklahoma City and that game went into overtime so anything is possible And although it wasn't that important a game, it's still a game, still want a dub. And the way Milwaukee and Cleveland are playing, you want to 
keep close to them if you can. Uh, certainly, you know, get within arm's length of them. Uh, so when Pascal comes back, you can go on a run and, and who knows what happens uh, in the East and how things tighten up. So this was an, you know, as always, a game you want and a game you should win. And since you were hosting the Rockets, you felt like you could get it done. But we start slow. And, and when I say we start slow, I'm talking Draymond preseason slow. You know, like post-championship, uh, Clay Thompson after the parade, drunk slow. That's how slow we came out against the Houston Rockets. It was ugly, ugly stuff. 37-29 in the first quarter. Scotty was uh, doing his best impression of a matador, just letting these guys in red jerseys go by him. Um, you know, the bench, Precious Achua and Chris Boucher uh, looked out of it. They looked like they had, you know, a, a night in Coachella together. Guys, this was ugly stuff. I don't know if you watched the game, but it was ugly. Down eight and giving up 37 in the first quarter to a team that's two and nine, the worst team in the Western Conference last year, and likely the worst team in the Western Conference this year as they play the lottery for Victor Weminyama. My gosh. Also, shout out to my neighbor, Robert, who sent me some Victor Weminyama memes. I appreciate you, man. Uh, just because I didn't text you back right away doesn't mean I don't got love and don't appreciate. Uh, anyways, anyways, um, the second quarter was better. We finally played some defense. We finally stepped up. And, and showed that not only are we an NBA team, but we are playoff bound and we're hoping to host a first round playoff series. And when we put that force and intention into the second quarter, uh, the Rockets really weren't a competitive team. The second quarter score was 28 to 17. Uh, Fred started hitting threes. OG continued a very strong first half in which he scored 20 points. And I'd love to see OG become a zone buster. I think that's his best three-point shooting is when he's a catch-and-shoot guy. Obviously, Fred is elite at the catch-and-shoot level. Um, Gary wasn't sharp. Uh, Thad missed some easy ones, so did Precious. Unfortunately, Precious sprained his ankle. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully we get some good news today or tomorrow that, that Precious is okay, that it was just, you know, uh, you know, some swelling, some pain, but, but nothing significant. And he can get back for one of these next two games on a back-to-back, uh, a Friday, Saturday. But, you know, we did the job and, and the second quarter wasn't perfect, even though it was 28, 17, and that's a really good advantage. It wasn't perfect. Uh, it came with, with bumps and bruises. And uh, unfortunately, we needed a 7-0 run to finish the quarter. And I think we actually went on uh, an 8-2 run. 
no, a 10 to 2 run to finish the quarter, which was was nice, but why do we need that against the Houston Rockets to have a lead at the half? We led 57-54. And again, these are games where you take nights off, you know, you, you think about who you're playing next. Maybe you just got home off your western uh, road trip or, or your road trip, I think it was a three-game road trip, and, and you just, you know, you think about some of the things you, you didn't do uh, in the game against Chicago, and, and your mind's just, you know, somewhere else, and it felt like our mind was somewhere else in this game. We weren't sharp, but then the light switch went on, we get hungry for buckets, uh, we show that we have an elite defense, we get points off turnovers, and we take the lead at the half. Now, the third quarter was probably the most frustrating quarter. Yes, we looked terrible in the first, and you're down eight, giving up 37. But in the third, this is the quarter where you take advantage of all their weaknesses and all their inexperience, and you go at them, you're methodical, uh, you have that force and intention, and, and you build and expand that lead. And we did. We got up 76-64, uh, Rockets call a timeout, and then all of a sudden we regress. And Houston is able to tie this game at 80. And to, you know, Fred played a hell of a game especially uh, a great second half. But Fred was very frustrating to me in the third quarter specifically. And I, I had to look it up. When did Kyle Lowry join the Toronto Raptors? I, I realized that there's always a lot of comparisons and there always will be because of how uh, similar at least their analytics are. And Kyle Lowry... Um, came to the Toronto Raptors in July of 2012. And when he came to the Raptors in July of 2012, uh, he was 26 years old, okay? Turned 27 that year. We, we almost traded him. And he, uh, you know, they didn't have a good season. They didn't make the playoffs. They looked terrible. And then... They almost tried to trade him again in the fall of 2013. They make a trade uh, with New York. It doesn't go through. But then that next uh, spring, they go on a run and make the playoffs, host the Brooklyn Nets, who were the better team. But in that series, in that playoff run, Kyle Lowry is 28. He was still ascending. And the reason why I bring that up is because Fred Van Vliet's only 28 years old. He'll turn 29 uh, in February of next year. Kyle Lowry's best years, like the years where he was an all-star, perennial all-star, the years where he was kind of in that, you know, back end of the MVP conversations, were from 30 to 34 years old. 2016 to 2020. That's when he was at his very best. And you know what? A lot of point guards are like that. You could say Chris Paul had the right ingredients, the right balance of athleticism and brain um, and experience, IQ. Uh, 
you could say that about LeBron. Say that about Michael Jordan. Yes, physically, they were imposing. Yes, physically, they could dominate. But when you put that combination together and you can outsmart your opponent and make everybody better, that's when you dominate the game or that's when you play at your very best, especially as a decision maker. And Fred VanVleet's still learning the game. He's still getting better. He's still trying to learn how to be efficient. And, you know, he's without Pascal Siakam, who takes a lot of the burden off him. And Scotty Barnes is still learning. OG's still learning. They're, these guys have a long way to go. And so Fred, you know, takes a, a huge brunt of responsibility night in, night out, especially it gets exponentially bigger without Pascal Siakam. And, I, and although, I, you know, I'm critical and I do think he could have cleaned some things up last night in that third quarter to maintain that lead. Um, and you wish you got a better game from Boucher and uh, Coloco. You didn't. And so the Rockets, after being down 12 on the road against a very good Toronto Raptors team who are good at home, they get right back into the game and actually stayed in the game until about five minutes to go when there was a little bit of breathing room from the wraps and although it was close and there were some trading baskets at the end of the day the Raptors were too smart uh, were too knowledgeable and uh, too wise and were able to make more plays and figure it out in clutch moments Fred Van Vliet had big shots. Uh, Otto Porter Jr., my goodness. This guy is so valuable to us. Coming off the bench, a vet, a champion, a former Georgetown Hoya alum, and now a dad. And you can tell he's got that Fred Van Vliet dad-like confidence. Um, And he hit two big threes in the game. Dad Young, Thad, was great in in this one, just outsmarting and being sharp in all the areas uh, that nobody likes to have to do, uh, but are so important. Uh, kind of like getting a win against Houston, you know, so important, but nobody really wants to go and play Houston. You know, they wanna they wanna battle the bigger clubs, and that's what pros do, and that's what professionals. Uh, are able to do night in, night out, and Thad and Otto were excellent in in getting this team over the finish line. It was huge. OG and Anobi finished with 27 points, more steals again. He got a block, had huge dunks. This is like an OG dunkier. Um, he's had like a reverse double pump jam three or four games in a row now. Had another highlight reel last night. Uh, had some great alley-oop catches. Again, not Scotty Barnes' best night. You want to see him improve. Uh, Gary Trent Jr., just a little bit off. And, and if he doesn't start out hot, sometimes that is a sign of things, kind of like Norm. Um, and uh, Freddie finished with 32. Only had one turnover. You know, Christian Coloco... You would think against a young team, this would be the game that he would be able to shine in different ways. Uh, He didn't. And uh, the Raptors, 
although they struggled, they got a professional victory, 116-109. Hopefully, you put that game behind you, you take the win, you learn from the things that you could have been better at, and move on. Um, We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, We got Oklahoma City coming up next. Shea Gilders-Alexander, my apologies to you, Shay. I put you at, uh, I think, 32 on my top 100 list. And I did that because I didn't think this was the year Oklahoma City was going to push. I didn't think this is the year that they were going to say, Shay, take over, be your very best self, make the all-star team, go out and, and, and play at an elite level, and maybe even get mentioned as an honorable mention for all NBA I didn't think that was going to be the case. I, I didn't know that LaMelo Ball was going to get injured, and I've actually put LaMelo Ball ahead of you, not because I thought he was a better player, but because I thought in the context he was in, they were going to just give him the ball on almost every possession, especially the first 50 games of the season, try and get him an all-star, um, and then maybe an, even an MIP. Uh, and that was not the case. He got injured. Uh, and then Chet Chet gets injured for Oklahoma City, and they've just said, let's go all in on Shea this year. Shea has been outstanding, great for Canadian basketball, but I look terrible because I should have put him in my top 30 and ahead of LaMelo Ball. Anyways, these things happen, but Shea goes Alexander playing at just a monster level. Uh, Would love to have him on our team. Probably not going to happen, especially now. But he's having a great year, so it'll be fun to connect with him and see him ball. And then uh, Montreal, we get to see Lou Dort versus Chris Boucher. I don't know if you remember the Tampa game where we played them, I believe, in Tampa. And it was like Lou Dort had 29, Boucher had 31, and they went back and forth in the fourth quarter because a lot of the the Raptors vets, like Fred, uh, like Kyle, we're sitting. It was just very entertaining. So hopefully we get a good showing from Boucher as he plays against his fellow Montreal guy uh, and, and, and get a win as well. We need every win we can. I think after that game, if I'm not mistaken, we play the Indiana Pacers, another Montreal guy, Ben Matherin, who is tearing it up. And, and right now uh, he is battling with Bonchero from, uh, from Orlando for rookie of the year. He is just playing unbelievable. I don't know how long Rick Carlisle can have Ben Matherin coming off the bench, but he's also up for six man of the year the way he's playing. Just an incredible season. Anyways, that's the two games that are coming up for us. Looking forward to seeing all the Canadian content uh, in, in both of those games. Should be exciting. And hopefully we have a healthy, precious Achuo. Anyways... Uh, I am about to get to work. I've been doing this in the car the whole way, hands-free. And I uh, just wanted to get this in before the day began. All right, y'all. Hope you're well. Take it easy. Enjoy the weekend. We'll catch up to you after the back-to-back. Peace. I think I don't, I don't do dreaming, boy. I'm on your